0: Rejuvenation Radio, where we will
1: explore health and healing through technology, science,
0: and the art of living a healthy lifestyle. Good morning, this is Dr. John. It's uh, 7.30 a.m. in Florida here, and I'm enjoying a great anti-inflammatory lemon juice drink. And... If you've never tried that, it's a great way to start your morning. It helps to really clean the liver out, and congested livers can be a source of chronic inflammation in the body. So I would invite you to try that as one of your morning rituals. And uh, anyway, um, back to our podcast. This is a great podcast. It was a consultation I did with someone regarding bone-on-bone arthritis of the hip, and we got into some really, really cool stuff with some of the methods that we use at advanced rejuvenation to really um, kind of make stem cells work better. And uh, some of the different modalities and techniques that we're using to um, create a more optimal environment in the joint um, as and after we uh, inject the stem cells. And then some of our um, applications to uh, providing the best stem cell therapy that we can. So, I hope you enjoy this episode and uh email me any questions you might have at askdrjl at gmail dot com. All right, bye bye.
1: So Kurt, I see here that um you've got um quote unquote bone on bone hip arthritis. Is that yes, correct? left hip. Yep. Okay. And um have you had any uh I would assume you've had some imaging done on that, uh X rays or MRI? I have had an MRI. Yes, uh, maybe not quite a year ago. Okay. And um, what did that show? Um, I guess it confirmed the diagnosis of the bone on bone. And okay, so right. And um, now, how did you hear about uh, our office? Well, I have been, uh, since I probably did the final tearing of my cartilage, I I fell on a patch of ice uh, almost two years ago. I Uh have been to many doctors and, um, you know, various types of treatments. I've had laser. I've um, uh, had uh, suparse injection. Um, Okay things like that. I take a lot of supplements and so I just keep searching for something other than surgery and uh, prolozone came into the picture for me anyway kind of late in the game and everything that I've read about it seems pretty positive positive. Uh-huh. Uh, and of course when I first had a diagnosis I started thinking about stem cells and I've had various conversations with different doctors that do that and uh, I know that it's Somewhat expensive, and my medical won't pay for it. So, um, the prolazone from everything I've read seems pretty, pretty positive as far as at least either a standalone treatment or part of maybe prolazone stem cells. And, uh, I've heard PRP things like that. I obviously just a lay person, but, uh, yes. I guess from all of my searching, you're, you're, it came to you. So. And I've right. watched some of your YouTube videos and, uh, it seems like there's, there's something that can maybe help me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've been using ozone gas, um, injected into various, you know, um, injured areas for quite some time now. And, um, you know, in the early, in the early days of regenerative medicine, you know, and I, I say the early days, probably the, you know, the late 90s. We started using um, dextrose and sodium Mm -hmm. morguate, which is an extract of cod liver oil, as well as as ozone. And these were the main things that we had available to us. Would that be the prolotherapy or... Well, the prolotherapy is really all... Prolotherapy is kind of a generic word for um, creating a proliferation in tissues. And so... I think that prolotherapy has kind of gotten attached to um, using dextrose. Yes. However, it's really more of a broad term because um, stem cells used for prolotherapy, PRP, prolotherapy, uh, ozone, prolotherapy. So I think some of these things have kind of gotten um, put into different names just so the public can kind of categorize them a little bit better but it really it's all prolotherapy because it's it's really to proliferate. It's just well, a matter guess, of what, what you're using to create that. I guess I got the the distinction in the terms from uh, reading about Dr. Schallenberger and mm-hmm. then he said he used to do prolotherapy and now he just does the prolozone which is more the ozone and so I don't know if There is a true difference, or just from what I've read, anyway, there seems to be. Yes. So, um, Dr. Schallenberger is a a friend and a colleague, and um, he typically combines the two together, where he'll use um, some vitamins in combination with ozone, and uh, these are injected into various areas, and... um, uh, so this is the technique that we use because we were trained by uh, Schellenberger. Yeah. And uh, so my my feelings on on prolozone and the use of ozone is that it's, it's a very complimentary and it can be done as a standalone treatment. Most of the traveling patients, people that are coming in from you know say out of town, it's it's not something that we usually recommend very often because there's repeat. Uh, visits that are needed over a period of time to create that uh, proliferation. Right. So it just kind of depends, you know, if you've got the bone on bone, then we're really talking about that cartilage that lines the end of the bone, which is hyaline cartilage. And the two types of cartilage that we have in our in our body are hyaline, and then there's fibrocartilage. And so the fibrocartilage makes up the uh, the labrum or the meniscus labor in the hip, and that, um, that's a little bit easier to regenerate than the hyaline cartilage, and what you need to know is hyaline cartilage is um, it's a very dense cartilage, more so than fibro cartilage, uh, and it's, it's got a 115-year half-life, so it's really designed to last our entire life, but what happens, this hyaline cartilage gets dinged up a bit, and so we'll have... Um, injuries that accumulate over the years, and it causes the cartilage to not have that friction-free, um, slick surface. And so you'll start to get these divots and these irregularities in the surface of the cartilage, and what that, ha- what that does is it creates a situation where it's rough and it kicks off inflammation in the joint. And so you when you get extra fluid developed in the joint, it thins down this natural hyaluronic rich grease type of fluid that is normally found in a healthy joint. And so it's common with arthritic joints for them to have extra fluid, and then that fluid's thin and it's not very lubricating. Okay? And and that's one of the reasons that things like soup hearts or SYNVISC or or you know other forms of hyaluronic acid injections can be um, helpful to relieve pain for a a certain period of time, usually three to six months, if it works, because it's kind of working on that that lubrication aspect, which is then allowing two fairly rough surfaces to be less friction um, on each other. The difference between these treatments and something like stem cells is that stem cells will work on the inflammation of the joint. And there's two types of stem cells that we look at. There's something called stromal vascular fraction, or SVF, which is coming from fat. And then there's um, BMAC, or bone marrow aspirate concentrate, which is coming from the bone marrow. And these stem cells are collected um, in our clinic with uh, a very uh, minor surgical procedure and it's done under local anesthetic and um then we do a bon- um a uh um, blood draw where we we draw some blood and we're able to concentrate something called growth factors and when we marry the growth factors with the um with the stem cells it catalyzes a very powerful healing reaction that actually can can result in a um, a repair to the irregularities in the cartilage. I've heard of something called I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but like mesenchymal stem cells or something like that. Me- mesenchymal stem cells. So maybe it's the okay. both. Yeah, both of the both of the stem cells from the bone marrow and the um, the adipose, the BMAC and the SVF, they're both um MSCs, with mesenchymal stem cells. So okay. um and that's, they those are, are good. considered right they're considered adult stem cells and there's been thousands and thousands of studies that have been done on these lines of cells. And they have the ability to differentiate into virtually every cell in the body. So what we like to do is um when you when you get to the office, of course, you've got this MRI, which we'd like to look at. But before each procedure, we do a, a detailed ultrasound evaluation where we can see all the ligaments and tendons and all the different cartilage structures to include the hyaline cartilage and the fibrocartilage, the disc, and the meniscus. And we do this assessment, and then we kind of are able to plan our procedure. But for, for certainly for moderate to severe arthritis, Really, you're much better off doing something like a, a stem cell procedure because this is going to lay down um you know enough cartilage where it's going to give you the 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 result that I think you're looking for, which is a a lasting um, you know regenerative effect to the joint now i uh, I kind of sent some emails back and forth to a doctor in Connecticut a while back his name was Dr. Tortland. Mm-hmm. And he he says he does the prolozone to quiet things down, and then the stem cells, and then a PRP. Is that similar to what you would do, or you're kind of saying don't even bother with the prolozone? Well, um, that we've done that before, and that there's there's a great argument for that. Um, uh, let me kind of walk you through a procedure at our office. So what we do is. We collect the stem cells, we collect the, uh, you know, the growth factors, and once those are processed, you come back to the office and they're injected through a special needle that can also fit a small laser. And the laser that we're able to fit through that is a very special laser that was manufactured and developed in Germany for um, use with stem cells um to enhance the effect of of the the actual um therapy and they call that photoactivation so photoactivation of the of the cells and there's been a lot of of research and and confirmatory studies showing that you know this photoactivation can be very powerful um, there's various colors color spectrums that have different effects on these Cells and um, green and blue and even yellow. These these um, these lights they have such a great impact on cells, but they're almost entirely absorbed by the skin. And so it's, it's it's virtually impossible to get them you know deep into the body. So like around the hip or um, around nerve roots. We do a lot of nerve roots for people with chronic back pain and um, knees and such and so what we're able to do is literally laser these deep um, structures after the uh, stem cells are injected in there and that works on so I think I think what the doctor in um, in Connecticut what he's trying to look at is the terrain so you're talking about having a conversation about how can we improve the terrain much like a farmer might look to improve the soil so that the seeds mm-hmm. and the plants grow better So we're talking about the terrain of the tissue in the joint so that the stem cells take and that they, they they grow, they're more in number and more of the stem cells, uh, multiply and more of the stem cells differentiate into the various types of cells. So one of the biggest challenges to these cells is chronic inflammation and more or less not a very vascularized area, which, which would be an area that the body doesn't really have a lot of nutrient delivery to the tissues. And so, you know, joints are that, they fit that bill. You know, they're they're generally not a very well vascularized area. So, um, after a procedure like a stem cell procedure, you don't want to have this situation where you kind of fall into this chronic inflammatory situation. Even if this is how you showed up at the office, which most people are, what we want to do is we want to kind of shift that over. And so that's what this doctor in Connecticut is trying to do with the ozone. What we do in our office is we do the laser therapy, and then what we do is we put you in something called a whole-body cryotherapy chamber. And this is a chamber that, your head sticks out the top of, and nitrogen uh, is, um, is used to cool the air down to as, as cold as negative 250 degrees. And so after... I'm a little after, claustrophobic, so I'm... <laughs> and well, you... I have my MRI... Ha- okay. Yeah. I, well, your head sticking stick. out the top. Okay. Your head sticks out the top, so you, you shouldn't have a problem with and and there's the door that, that closes in front of you, just one little shove and you're out. You know, okay. so it's it's not like you're stuck in, in, in the chamber. Um but the 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 act of super cooling the skin um in a large distribution in the body has a very profound effect on chronic inflammation. In fact, they've done a lot of studies on you know, all types of arthritis, but the worst type of arthritis is rheumatoid arthritis, and they found that doing a series of these whole body cryotherapy um, sessions was giving some of these patients up to three to six months of relief from inflammation in their body. So um, if folks are able to stay in in Sarasota, Florida for, uh, you know, a week or two, generally what we do, you know, and, and yours being a hip, I think really kind of... it's it's more important to make sure that you're stretched out and flexible with that whole pelvic and hip area. Um, I'd say shoulder would be probably the most important, and then hip would be secondly, and then to get into, like, knees and so forth. But um, we have a special type of stretching that we do at our office. We have a practitioner that comes in and does something called active isolated stretching. So what we do is we combine laser therapy, and active isolated stretching and the whole body cryotherapy together, and, and we found that. Did you say on the different. laser? That, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, to interrupting you there. Um, no. But did you say that the laser that you do is some kind of a in in I'll say invasive type of thing, as opposed to the laser I was getting treatments for with before? So and when then, we in, right when we inject the stem cells in there, we use a laser that goes through the needle. Okay. And, and then when you come in. Afterwards, we have a laser that works from the from through the skin, and okay. although we're not able to use the different colors, um, we're able to use the red, which is the standard laser, and this laser does have a good effect to to actually heal it. So that's that's a typical protocol that we'll do for people, and we found the results have been much better with with folks that were able to kind of support that terrain through these these means and so all of these treatments kind of seem slightly far out to me but they're they're proven and you do them all the time and yeah yeah, are you thinking are you oh no no that's I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you're you know being critical you know that's I think that's important for for anybody looking to do any type of procedure especially something that their insurance isn't paying for and that is you know, kind of considered experimental, but um the I mean, are you talking? In, per, are you are you talking in particular about the whole body cryotherapy? Yeah, that one I hadn't even I I saw that on one of your YouTube's, but I hadn't even thought about that for me. But. hmm Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm well, looking for any anything that would be, you know, somewhere down the road. That's what caused me this or that health problem. You know. Right I don't want that to happen. oh, it's perfectly safe. actually, cold exposure has been shown to be uh incredibly safe and effective for our overall health and well being so most folks feel really good after getting um a cryotherapy chamber and it's becoming I mean, you know, frostbite or anything no 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 and and it doesn't drop your core temperature. Okay, so it just, it just, it gets you cold and then when you get out you warm up pretty quick. But um it, there's actually a lot of science behind it so I would invite you to take a look at our website, advancedrejuvenation.us and you can go to the, um the page on Cryo and then you can also go on Google and you can check Google Scholar out and there's a number of different, I mean a lot of the research is out of Europe because it's been around in Europe for a long time.
0: Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have any uh, questions regarding stem cell or anything else that we talked about in this podcast, feel free to contact us at advancedrejuvenation.us. That's advancedrejuvenation.us. And the number's 941-302-3536. Or you can email me questions at ask.drjl@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And as always, if rejuvenation is possible, consider it to be within your reach. Bye for now.
1: Welcome to Rejuvenation Radio, where we will explore health and healing through technology, science, and the art of living a healthy lifestyle.